If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. This episode is brought to you by Children of Virtue and Vengeance, the instant number one New York Times bestseller and stunning sequel to Tomi Adeyemi's novel, Children of Blood and Bone. This sweeping fantasy series is described as Black Panther with magic, bringing both Black Lives Matter and Black Girl magic into a fictional West African world inspired by Tomi's Nigerian roots. Join the phenomenon now and read it now. You and me will always be tied, family, every single day and night. Even when you start acting like a fool, you know I'm loving every single thing you do. I know that I can always be myself around you more than anybody else. Every day as I'm heading off to school, you know there's no one I love as much as you. A family, family. Profemily, they'll push your buttons and make you want to hug them. <laughs> yes. Me and Noah have been watching Proud Family on Disney Plus. Awesome. You know. I stand. I was like, I got a, a black cartoon for you, boo. <laughs> did you tell her that Beyonce singing the song? You know I did. I said, <laughs> no. I actually did tell her. I said, I said, Cookie, who's that singing the theme song? So she stopped. And she listens. She goes, oh, Beyonce. I said, <laughs> I said, and Solange and the rest of Destiny's Child. She was like, because, <gasps> <laughs> you know, she's in a she's in a D.C. phase right now. That's awesome. She actually sang Nasty Girl to um, <laughs> oh my Shari's girlfriend, Whitney, because I was I was looking for trash on my thing and my Instagram and all of that was on the screen. So. So Whitney had her Delta pictures come up. And so Noah stops and she goes, who's that? I said, that's mommy's friend, Whitney. She said, why she look so sassy? <laughs> <laughs> then I FaceTimed oh, him. So she was like, nasty, put some clothes <laughs> on. I told you. <laughs> it's like, this is problematic, but we'll talk about that oh, later. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Always niggas. an adventure with ASAP Noah. <laughs> Always, always hilarious. But yes, indeed. <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. I'm Kia. I'm Noah's mom. Yes, indeed. And we're back to talk about the scam that is adulting the worst hood we've ever endeavored to live in. Ever the worst project. Oh my word! It is. We're gonna talk about adulting, the good, the bad, the ugly, the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes. W twos are coming in, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and the projects, fuck NYCHA. Oh my gosh. <laughs> of 2020. <laughs> so yes, we're gonna, uh, we're here, we're back, we're excited uh, to be back to talk about things with you all. I hope you're all doing mm-hmm. well. How are you doing, sis? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I, you know, 2020 is coming in with a bang. So, oh, bang, bang. Um, 
It's coming in with a bang. You know, lots of things happening. Uh, prayers to our brothers and sisters in Puerto Rico oh, dealing man. with countless earthquakes. Um, I was texting Santana to check on her. And, and she's there? She, yeah, yeah. You know, she lives mm-hmm. there. And so she's there currently and um, in town. And she was she was like, you know, as we were texting, she was like, I feel the I feel the earth shaking right now. Like I feel the ground shaking. And it's just like countless earthquakes and people have lost their homes. Um, They're having a lot. They're having a lot of loss, especially on the southern part of the island. And so I actually have a link that I'm going to post in the description box. This is not the shout out, but I have a link I want to post in the description box because Santana will be going down um, to southern Puerto Rico this Friday to feed families who have lost their homes, provide hot meals and things and um they're taking donations so i will have that link in the description box for you guys to check out but i so that i with that being said i'm grateful um for the good things that are happening and you know count my blessings especially when things like that are happening and affecting our loved ones how are you i'm doing okay um but you know just to back up a little bit i also want to shout out I, i have some colleagues that um work at the University of Puerto Rico, different campuses there, mm-hmm. and they are also navigating uh I guess the circumstances surrounding the hurricanes. Um mm-hmm. really impacted by the um, the lack of power and yes. understanding that that has a lot to do with the fluctuations in government um mm-hmm. that have been mm-hmm. going on. That's a kind of tender way to put it. Uh but yeah, um there, you know, the the government there in Puerto Rico has been less than diplomatic around, um, you know, making sure that all the citizens of, of you know, um, the Commonwealth have what they need. Um, and it's the U.S. government. The U.S. government is treats Puerto Rico like shit. Uh, yeah. But yeah, also, yes. But like, you know, the U.S. government, um, but the, uh, the government leadership, like elected in office, mm-hmm. the elected officials there um as well i mean there's lots of lots of things going on we could actually probably have a show around that at some point because people Mm -hmm. we were um you know people like to think of you know it's easy getting wrapped up and think you know there's there's lots more to puerto rico and a lot of the places that we like to visit than you know pretty water (laughs) and Mm -hmm. um you know tasty food like there's lots of tourism Mm -hmm. you know we have to really you know think about ways that we might be allies to our sisters and brothers that are there and really dealing with terrible things. So Mm -hmm. again, thoughts and prayers and shout outs. Um, And you know, those of, if we have any listeners in Puerto Rico that listen to the show, let us know if there are other ways that we might be supportive um, to you all, um, you know, in any small way that we might be able to. So hopefully you'll get something from the show that lifts your spirits and helps you to think about other things um, for the time being. But yeah, other than that, I don't have any complaints. I'm doing okay. Uh, You know, just trying to get back into the swing of things um, and moving along different projects for work and otherwise. So I'm, I'm good though. No complaints. We've also reached the threshold. Just if I may announce, um, we do not have to say happy new year anymore <laughs> just so for your feel, information <laughs> so feel very free to literally not say happy new year to me anymore for 2020 
<laughs> I think what we is the cutoff date? Like, is that a cutoff? Is there like um, a? I've I've reached my personal cutoff. <laughs> I feel like it's okay if you haven't it's seen nice. somebody. That that is true, and I've said it to my. Maybe the fifteenth is the cutoff. <laughs> maybe the fifteenth. Let's say January fifteenth. Martin this Luther Wednesday. King's actual birthday. Yes, Martin Luther King. Yes, Martin Luther King's birthday is the cutoff for Happy New Year because then we need to focus on other things. Yes, indeed. I think that's <laughs> so, so, but we also have some trash to focus on. So, shall we get into it? Let's. All right, clean up, woman. A clean up woman. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> so we have some trash to get into. This week, I've started keeping the trash a little short. I think we're going to do, you know, maybe like a little four or five pieces and then, you know, keep it at that. Y'all read the news and the blogs and things. I'm sure there's a handful of you who follow the Shade Room. So, <laughs> um, first and foremost, did you hear about Will? Did you did you listen to Will Smith's interview on Power 105 on The Breakfast Club? Not yet. I feel like I've heard some snippets okay um but my intention is to listen to it if if not after we finish recording definitely like by morning it is definitely like in my queue um mm-hmm. because you know uh martin and will are on this press tour for bad boys bad boy seven yeah <laughs> um you know how you know uncle will is in in that stage of life where you're gonna get a lot more <laughs> than yeah. what you ask him for you know what i'm saying mm-hmm He's reached that that phase of black manhood where it's like, oh, I got advice, whether you want it or not. <laughs> I know you didn't ask me for any of this, but you need but here we are. to know that I am wise <laughs> and I know things. I think about things differently. And I mean, I, that's not a complaint. I'm here for no, all, all of uh, Uncle Willard's uh, musings, really and truly. Same, same. I am, but yes, I I do actually plan. It's interesting though. I will say it's interesting because you know, on the clips that I have seen, um, <laughs> Will goes off on this long tangent about you know existential <laughs> life and thought <laughs> and all of this new uh, wisdom and all of this you know his this new vantage point and perspective, the way he sees the world different, and how him and Jada have all these in-depth conversations about what it means for them to do everything and child you know their house is one big red table yes but then like he'll go on and on and on and on and on and martin will just be like yeah you gotta be fearless (laughs) (laughs) and he's very marshawn lynch with it (laughs) i'm just like you gotta love it though you have to love it because he will just go on and on about all the books he's read and all the work that he's done and how much, you know, he'll just talk for literally five minutes about how, you know, <laughs> and then Martin will be like, yep. Yeah. Real spit. You got to be that. real <laughs> relentless. And I'm just like, yo. Yo, I love niggas Whoa, so much. So good. Marsha, Marshawn Lynch. One of my favorites. Listen, of all take time care of your chicken. Okay, he's like, I gotta tell these young <laughs> hucklebuckers that you got. <laughs> oh, so good! Like, you better, y- yes, you better remix niggas real quick <laughs> and not say it. Um, it but Will, so time. everybody knows Will's messy. I mean, not Will. Excuse me, Charlemagne's messy. Oh, sweet God. What did he do? You know, Charlemagne's messy. So Charlemagne, of course, asked Will if he was ever jealous of Jada and Tupac. Oh. 
Yes, of all things, because Charlemagne's messy, because that's just what? what he does. Yes, child, he did. I wonder if this was before or after the clip where he was like speaking life into Charlemagne. <laughs> had to be, had to be uh, after. Uh, really? Before? Maybe it had before. to be before, because I could not see Will Smith saying to Charlemagne, "I'm proud of you and the work that you're doing." And then Charlemagne, and then Charlemagne turn, turning around, right. being like, <laughs> asking so this what's question. Up? You- you think they was fucking or right? Like, <laughs> hmm. Okay, so okay, tell me more. So he says. So Charlemagne asks, "Were you ever jealous of the love Jada had for Tupac? Because we all know Jada is vocal about her and Tupac's um, relationship, their friendship." And so Will admitted. He said, "Yes, he was in the early days." Um, he said, it, "It's a big regret for me because I could never open up to interact with Pac. We had a little bit of a thing. Oh. He was like, you know, they grew up together. They never had a sexual relationship, but it could have been a possibility because they were coming of age. And she was, he was like, you know, she loved him, and he was the perfect image of, you know, of what she wanted in a man. But he was with the Fresh Prince, and he said, when him and Pac would be in the same spaces, they wouldn't speak." Hmm. so mm-hmm, yeah so he was like that's a huge regret of mine you know i was the soft rapper from philly and he was pop so i was insecure and i wasn't man enough to handle their relationship interesting right i was like oh well you know what sometimes Charlemagne's mess leads us to some interesting things but i applaud him for being able to admit that that's not you know and our ggbs listen so I want you all to chime in and tell us what you think about it. But I uh-huh. thought it was very big of him to be able, especially at this, you know, he's at this stage in his life. What is he? I've been with this woman for this many years. We got two whole ass, weird ass, wonderful, <laughs> well-adjusted children. And so, which I love, by the way, I don't say that. I, you know, I hope Noah is as weird as she wants to be. But I say, I think it's dope that he was able to admit that he, was not able to handle that relationship because that's not something that a lot of people in general could do. Um, moving along. Okay. So I have this, this, this Lori Harvey keeps popping up all oh, over everything lately. Right. Lord. You know, and I'm noticing it's because she, I guess she had a relationship with, um, before Sean Puffy Combs, she was with, or linked to, Trey songs. Lori's been, you know, living her life. Puffy's son. Yeah. Living her best Which life. Um, I don't fully believe that. I feel like that was a farce so that she could date the daddy. And then when it became so much. It's just so much. Appropriate DK for her to date the daddy, that's when. But anyway, um, now she is with you all's problematic fave future. <laughs> I mean, I can't say that I'm surprised. No. No, I'm not either. I, you know, do your thing, baby girl. Live your life. You're 23. I too made many mistakes. Um, n- none of none of I which. I just hope that were... she is really intentional about birth control. That's all I want. In whatever form that I comes want her in. to be like doing like she's got to be. I want her to have a nouveau ring and be on the pill. Yeah, and using yeah. condoms like i just want i want her to treat i mean her you life gotta like come Accutane. at this thing from all angles sis you really do two forms of birth control i mean because they safe you there just just who the man has bullet sperm and do you I hear just, me i mean i just could not imagine 
anybody, and I say this with all due respect, no disrespect to any of our listeners who may have been in this, may be in or have been in this situation, but I just can't imagine anybody volunteering to be baby mama number nine. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. Also, no disrespect. <laughs> I just can't literally no, being bro, like, like in a, this at this point future got like an offensive line worth does like he's out here no he's got a starting five and then a backup you know like he's got a bench yeah no dead ass though so, just so much i just i want you to just want better for you for your babies like your baby deserves more than for you to be the ninth mother future is not the first and he won't be the last man who nah, has hell no you know, a brigade of baby mamas. Mm-hmm. That's not what, mm-hmm. what we're, you know. But it is it is just interesting. It's interesting. But I feel like Lori knows exactly, <laughs> like, I'm, she's not dumb. Um, And I don't know what her end game is. Like, I don't know what she's aiming for. She's probably not thinking about that. Um, but she's, her. She's 23. You know, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and she's well, wealthy that, you know she's doing her she's doing what she want to do af actually and um well i didn't even bring her up to say she was dating future oh, okay <laughs> i brought her up because on her actual birthday is when she was officially charged oh. for that hit and run case that we spoke about a while ago oh dear so remember we talked about the hit and run case where she was texting and driving oh and hit a car and flipped oh. and they had to pull her from the car and all of that. how fast was she driving? Child, I don't know, but she was texting. She was looking down. And then oh, on top of that, she tried to flee the scene after. Dang, Lori. <laughs> she tried to flee the scene after they pulled her from the car. It was caught. So um, she was actually arrested for two charges, uh, at released on scene, not booked. And on her actual birthday is when all the charges hit her. So no alcohol was involved, but in luckily they were misdemeanors and not felonies but she got hit with them on her actual birthday hmm. damn y'all got to stop texting and driving that's just not good mm. in some positive news we need it. um trey young who plays for the atlanta hawks he actually uh he so he he donated ten thousand dollars um via the Trey Young Foundation to help those in Atlanta who could not afford to get out of medical debt, get out of medical debt. And it went towards uh, the National Consumer Law Center. So I guess, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. It's a major deal because the National Consumer Law Center says that medical debt is the leading cause of bankruptcy in the United States. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he donated $10,000 and it ended up wiping out $1,059.186.39 um in medical debt because the organization buys medical debt from collection agencies for a penny on the dollar and so it's sold so that they can figure out a way to make more money than try to collect from the people who Mm. can't pay so he donated 10k and it ended up helping 570 people in the atlanta area who could not afford to get out of medical debt get out so i thought that was beautiful that is nice and he's young. He was um, number five overall draft pick in the 2018 um, NBA draft. And so, and now he's on his t- philanthropy and he's only 21 years old doing that. So I think that's beautiful. It, that really, that's something that helps the community. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. there's a lot of us who can't afford to get out of medical debt. 
Um, so I thought that was a really, I thought that was a really nice thing. And then also, Charles Barkley oh, uh, donated a million dollars to because he can't keep his mouth shut. He keeps saying he can't. He keeps saying uh, terrible things. But I'm sorry. I what else remember. did he say? Something recently? I don't know, child. Probably. But <laughs> what we going to say? Half the time I can't listen. He sound like he got something in his throat. So I just have to. He mute. is just an insufferable man to be so he's, wealthy. He's, he is very aggravating, but he put his wealth to good use. Okay. So he down, donated a million dollars to HBCU's um, Miles, Coll- uh, HB- Miles College, which is an HBCU in Fairfield, Alabama. Is that where he graduated? No. I don't, I don't know. So. Probably not. But <laughs> it is the single largest donation the school has received in 122 well, years. Well, that is good. Thank you, Charles. So that's for the HBCU. Not to shout you out, Charles. Barkley. Nice job, Charles. <laughs> I mean, I can give you where, you know. We'll give you where, You know what I'm saying? <laughs> give you your accolades. Um, Trick Daddy. Oh. Okay. The Raisinette was arrested for cocaine possession and a DUI warrant. Now that um, mugshot made its way ooh. around the internet. Baby. Was the, was, so did the Beijing, was the Beijing wearing off? Did the wig, did they turn the wigs around? Like what was going on there? My guess is that. Whew. <laughs> um is this like the sideburn that ended up somewhere on the temple I, or i don't i just the, want to let it go um but someone sent me a um because i didn't even so like there are things right that you see on the internet and it's crazy but yeah. i and people laugh you know because i mean mm-hmm. His whole ceiling is in fact missing. Like that's not something that's up for debate. Like no, nah, it's. it's yeah. But when I reposted it, it wasn't like, "Hey guys, la- let's look at this." I was like, "Man, I was really shocked that um, you know, Trick Daddy was looking like that because, you know, I understand. My mom used to say, you know, you live hard, you look hard. But <laughs> I just not even that. I feel like his evil is eating itself out. I just outside felt of his bad. Body. Like I was honestly taken aback by the way that he looked. Like I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly how old Trick Daddy is, but he was looking like fifty miles of rough road. Well, you know, he has lupus and he yes. denies treatment exactly. Um, and I, you know, I wish like if. I know the PC thing would be, you know, to say I wish him well. Why does he deny treatment? Feels I don't know, but that nigga's evil in the inside, and so therefore I don't care. Like I, that's just my honest opinion. You, he has said heinous, awful things about black women, and I am not here. And when you, you, and he is like very wrong and strong. So he stands in his shit and he says it and he's like, you know, like mm, I said it. So I said what I said very neatly, you know, Nene leaks, very moose like. So I don't really subscribe to him anymore. And it's sad, you know, cause I'd love to hit him in the head with a honey bun, but trick daddy has said awful things and so, therefore, I feel like his evil is eating itself outside of his body. Well, I mean, and I mean, there's clear to me. I feel like there must be other things going on that would. Now, I can't. I'm not at all excusing or caping for uh, the terrible things that he said. I don't even feel like I have any real knowledge of that. But I completely trust and believe you when you say that he has said those things. That does not surprise me. Um, still, in all, I maintain that he clearly 
Like he doesn't look well. He looks ill and I don't, you know, and he looks like he's in pain and dealing with a lot of different things. So I don't know. I, I, it, it was, I was very shocked and saddened to see like, this is quite a fall from grace. Sure is. Life will come at you real quick. Get it together, nigga. Tighten up. What'd you tell black women to do? Tighten up. Okay. That's what he told black women to do. Tighten up. So tighten up, nigga. Um, Beyonce collaborated with Ivy. Uh, excuse me. Ivy Park collaborated with Adidas. Uh-huh. Sure did. And we have been seeing all of the gift uh, what are, what are these small homes that are being delivered to people? <laughs> Tractor trailers. Yo, these filled are like, with clothing. What are them things called? What are the things people rent? Pods? Uh, Is that what they're, doing? <laughs> when they're doing construction on the crib? Somebody could probably live in that thing if they needed to. Beyonce's literally dropping U-Hauls off at people's house full of clothes. And I'm jealous. And there are pieces that I want. And there are pieces that I know I would never wear. I have no reason to wear a couture adidas ball gown to anything <laughs> but i want it <laughs> so, oh we love you we stand the queen i want it we do we do so you know we would be remiss if we didn't and then lastly uh it was 60 degrees in january mother earth is What's definitely here in dc child 65 and to be exact i was here. i don't know and i don't i hope listen i'll just say it like how my granddaddy says it Get right, church. Okay. <laughs> and let's go home. He's coming. That's about He's it. coming. He's coming. He's on his way. Get your house in order. Do it today, honey. Yo, me and Tristan looked at each other and we were like, nigga, I have never in I my have to life. say on Sunday, because I, I served at church on Sunday. We sing all three services when I, when I sing. The first service is at 7.15 a.m. We have to be at the church by 6.30 so Ooh. I leave my house at by, by 6 a.m. in order for me to be there on time. And I was leaving out yesterday. And I really had a moment in the car because, you know, this is before the sun is up. It's January, early, early January. Not only is it 70 something degrees. But it's very mm -hmm. foggy. There's a lot of mist and stuff in the air. Not a mm -hmm. lot of people on the roads. I'm driving. It's dark. And I'm just literally in the car like, yo. Like, mm -hmm. this is something out of a movie. Like, what is happening? The air just felt really odd and strange. And I was like, whoa, I don't really know what's happening. But I just, I'm on my way to church. <laughs> I'm just going to get there. Because Child. this joint feels like... I don't know what's happening, but I just want to be in the right place at the right time. <laughs> I feel you. Sixty-something I have never seen it be sixty-something degrees in January. And it was warm everywhere. Like it was warmer. Like my mom said that it was really like it had storms. And she said, <laughs> and even she, she was like, Kia, in all of my days, I've never experienced rain and wind like that. Um, she was like, it was it wasn't like tornado winds, but she was like, I could literally feel the house moving like nah, I was mm, like mm, she mm. was like you know the windows were rattling and you know you feel like that kind of wind where you feel like you need to open the window or one of them joints is going bust yeah wizard of oz wind so i don't know man there's lots of things happening across the globe and it's just a time you know what i'm saying like you turn on the tv you hear all kinds of things are going on all kinds of places 
I don't know, man. I'm I'm just in a different place of just paying attention and trying to be ready for for anything. Mother Earth, I'm a, I will say to you, I apologize on behalf of what all I apologize the evil, to Father Time. <laughs> yes, please continue. Also, Father Time, <laughs> what all all the evil white men started because I know they came over here and with their foolishness and started doing things that impacted. Uh, where we are today and so i apologize on the behalf all i ask <clears throat> is that when you choose to swallow us up please do it when i am in a deeply thc and cbd induced coma sleep that way mm. it'll hit me real you know i'll just be real heavy and i won't feel it that's all i'm asking when you swallow us so you know i get it i understand that you are purging uh, because because people haven't done you right. And what can we say at this point? Well, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that on that. Y'all get right with whoever you need to get right with. And um, just know the end of days are coming because <laughs> it was 65 degrees in January. <laughs> We got some shout outs to get to though, so let's get some positivity. Oh man, what a time. <laughs> My sister's popping right now, like. Alrighty, friends. Um, we have actually a couple of shout outs this week. So I came across one in the email uh, from a little while back, but I realized we had not missed the cutoff. So I said, let me go ahead and make sure we get this in. And they say, hi, Jaden. Hi, Jaden Kia. I hope this message finds you both well. I'm writing in as one of the black men who's an avid getting grown listener. Hey. Yes, we do exist. I started listening about a year ago once I turned to the friend zone after a long break. Um, and then, you know, let us know how he was familiar with us and say he loves the show. He knew he was our people when we said adulting was a scam because it is true. <clears throat> He said, I finally established my foundation, the Ash Academy, and each episode became more and more timely as I tuned in each week. Plus, when Jade opens the show singing and whatever key her spirit guides her to, thank you very much. I appreciate every episode from the trash to the petty peeves and beyond. Thank you both. Um, so the Ash Academy, after 10 years of development, I finally started the Ash Academy in early 2018 to help bridge the access gap for students of color pursuing the arts and STEM fields. Our programs are parental engagement workshops, representation-focused mentorships, social good partnership, benefiting the community beyond education, and eventually annual scholarships. The Black Entrepreneur Expo and Mixer, they're hosting their inaugural Black Entrepreneurs Entrepreneur Expo and Mixer February 8th, 2020 at the historic Watts Coffee House in L.A., where we're highlighting small black and brown businesses and holding two panels of black professionals. First professionals in the arts discussing the good, the bad and the ugly of the pursuit of the career. Additionally, we're holding a discussion with STEM professionals on their path to their careers and the common misconceptions. So <clears throat> um, they have vendor and advertising opportunities open and uh, we wanted to shout out shout out their their event. So we'll be sure to put all of the information in the description box um, where you'll be able to get the fee, where you can purchase and all of those things. And also the website, which is the ashacademy.org. Where is and it that is okay. it's going to be in L.A. Oh, nice. Yeah. In L.A. And I believe the cutoff is January 20th. So, 
you all have about eight days or so to get to it. Um, and again, all of the information will be in the description box as well as the website, theashacademy.org. So thank you, Samuel, for writing and congratulations on your event. And uh, you guys make sure to check that out Please. if you're in the L.A. area. I think that's dope. And then <clears throat> our second shout out is actually someone who's near and dear to my heart, my good boo, Crystal Miller. Um, you can find her at Brooklyn Knots on Instagram. So she finger crochets, scarves, headbands, beanies, and blankets. She did a Peppa Pig crochet hat for Noah some time back. Um, she used to focus on traditional crocheting uh, for the past 26 years and then started finger crocheting back in 2017. She's made and donated over 100 scarves for the homeless, giving them out personally or donating them to the Bowery Mission. And she takes custom orders at brooklynknots at gmail.com. Crystal was also featured on The Shade Room earlier. Very nice. Um, I received the link and I thought that was pretty dope because that's a lot of exposure. So that is my boo and she is a beast with it. She, I mean, when I tell you she is a beast with it, she's a beast with it. So... Make sure you check her out for your custom crochet knits. Um, she is beyond talented and does it all by hand. So I will put all of her information in the description box as well. Right on. And those are our shout outs this week. Hooray! If we care about the ingredients in the food we eat and the beauty products we use, why shouldn't the same be true of feminine care mm. products? Introducing Lola a female founding company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and biodegradable all-natural cleansing wipes. The company was established based on the idea that women shouldn't have to compromise when it comes to feminine care products. Major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their feminine care products and may also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrances, or dyes. But Lola products are 100% organic cotton. They offer complete transparency about their ingredients and are easy to feel good about. Plus, Lola products come in a simple, customizable, and flexible subscription, delivering exactly what you need when you need it. You can even tailor your subscription based on product type, absorbency, quantity, and frequency. Plus, Lola cares. They donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. for every purchase. So we all, you know, have that time of the month and we all know how much of a pain it can be um, trying to manage, you know, all the products that we need and use. Um, but what I really love about Lola is that, you know, like they said, that flexible subscription, you really can just go in there and, you know, click and select all the things that you need when you need them. Mm -hmm. um, and they literally deliver them right to your door. And I really absolutely love the fact that they also donate um, to homeless shelters um, and I mean, you have to be serious about what you put in your purse, girl. Ooh, Let's just be yes. honest. We can't just be putting anything in our purses. No, no dirty coins. Uh, and that's right. And so you keep your, you keep your purse off the floor, and you keep other people out. Of it. <laughs> that's your purse. Either way, for thirty percent off your first month subscription, you can visit mylola.com and enter the code GROWN30 when you subscribe. That's mylola.com code GROWN30. All right, bet. Uh, welcome back to the kitchen table. Um, we're talking about all the grown folks' business. You know, yes, things like mail and chores and what <laughs> happened at work today. The end of the world. So, um, Jade and I are going to have a conversation about tradition. Um, I know many of you have heard or seen, it's kind of very prevalent in the news right now 
um, that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have uh, elected to step down from their responsibilities and privileges as royals, mm-hmm. um, move themselves and their fam- their family, little baby Archie, out of the country um, to work and build their own wealth. Um, and this announcement has kind of rocked the, the the world. I was going to say the nation, but like literally globally, this has been a topic of conversation. And it put us in the mind of, of you know, like, you know, just in, in, I guess we're adding to that conversation in terms of thinking about how people have been reacting. So I've seen mm-hmm. some people are really inspired by what um, Harry and Meghan are choosing to do in terms of, you know, stepping outside of what they are expected, the roles that they are expected to occupy. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, with respect to Meghan and, and their... Um, Megan being a woman of color um, and, you know, being really marginalized and mistreated by the media in the UK and and otherwise. um, I've seen some of the comparisons between the way that people have talked about um, Kate, Kate, Kate. William and Kate um, Uh and the, and the, you know, the way that, the way that, you know, compared to how they treat, Megan and scrutinize everything that she does and literally like miss <laughs> misread misinterpret you know just every any and edgy any and take any and every occasion to be critical and not you know and, and hurtful and just mean to her so every time that girl breathes then people gotta push you know not too differently from the ways that you know Michelle Obama was ragged by the media um Truly. here in this country um, so, but that's neither here nor there. Like I was saying, some people are really, you know, a- applaud them for making this decision. Um, we also know that, you know, Harry and Megan were doing all kinds of mission work and philanthropy and working, you know, in South Africa and, you know, mm-hmm. really seeing this as kind of like a boss move for them to kind of deny themselves of some of the privileges of being a royal. Um, and just really build their own family, their own legacy in their own way. Yep. Other people are, you know, offended. Up in arms. Yes, offended and angry and angsty and mad. Um, and really just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. They're they're big mad. They're big mad. They feel like um, this is, you know, this disrespectful to uh, disappoint the queen and the queen doesn't approve and all of this other. Mm-hmm. So I have to say personally, I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't feel like I know enough about that life and culture to have an opinion, opinion um, mm-hmm. that, you know, that would really matter. I do think it's dope. I, I don't necessarily, I do feel like we should give them the benefit of the doubt though. Like, I don't feel like many of us understand and know what it's like to be a Royal. <laughs> um, I, I know I don't, and as such, you know, I, I think it's fair for them to be able to opt out if they if they would like to. Um, Absolutely, and I I think it's actually it, it exhibits a level of integrity because they are saying that they don't want to live off of the taxpayers' dollar. So, you know, part of a lot of the backlash that they've gotten um, since you know marrying and and 
and whatnot is that you know they're they're people are saying oh they're benefiting off the the taxpayers dollars so when megan was in uh in not in labor but when she was pregnant and she was making her maternity plans they called her plans grandiose Mm -hmm. and she's using up the money of the country and so forth and so on and now that they've decided that they would like to be more independent people are like oh they still have a problem with it so they got a problem with everything that they do um but like kia said we thought it would be a good opportunity to take the discussion a little further we don't have anything super formulated or uh, drafted out, but I brought to mind a conversation about traditions and when is it okay to maybe break family tradition. Um, So, yeah. Break family tradition, step outside of tradition, Mm -hmm. choose to do do another thing. um, And not necessarily, even if it means like, you know, one is better than the other, but just making a different choice. what are some of the pressures beyond uh, what, how do you navigate those pressures? How do you make the decision to do so? If that's something that you want to do. Um, so just thinking, you know, cause I mean, as we get older and, and things change, uh, I think this is something that has come up at least for, at least once for, for the, for us. Um, and then it will mm-hmm. certainly continue to come up in the future. So Jade, um, Give me an example of something that you, a tradition or a common practice or something that your family expected you to do, uh, whether it be with regards to like your, your parenting choices or even some of the lifestyle choices that you make. What was, give me an example of something that you do that, that might be outside of or different to what your family would do. And like, tell me about what that experience has been like. Um, well, on a deeper level, <clears throat> uh, if I'm going to be candid, and I think I've mentioned it, um, I don't uh, practice or worship in the same way as my family. Um, and that, you know, it's not a, it's definitely not a, a negative, it's not a diss or anything to to what anybody does by any means. Um and I've never spoken negatively. I will never speak negatively about any, you know, how anybody chooses to worship, pray, what have you. But it's caused quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of dissension and stir with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to, you know, we have places where we are a little bit more even killed. Me and my my sister have a good relationship. We've always been a little distant, like had a little level of distance to us, but always like very deep love. Me and my sister love each other very deeply. Um, and we speak a lot more often, I have to say now, but there was a period of time where we we didn't talk very much. And it's caused a lot of, it's caused a lot of tension within the family with uh, me choosing to do something different. Um, or not even different, just to not do, you know, do things the same way. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's been one of the things that has kind of created a negative stir within our family of choosing to go a different direction. Um. So was there any, were there things that, so was there ever a time where you had, where you felt like you needed to make a change? Where you felt like, you know, did you come to a, a crossroads, so to speak, where it was like, I'm either going to do what they expect mm-hmm. or I'm not? 
Um, yeah, because it, it was difficult for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, all right, uh, you all want me to be to do this thing. Uh, you know, you need to go to church on these days and Bible study and so forth and so on. And again, that's not a, that's not speaking negatively about those things. But when you are practicing in, um, in whatever way you choose, or what when you're pra- excuse me, when you're practicing within a faith, and I'm using that as an example because this is not just about religion. Um, when you're practicing a certain way, but you're doing it for other people and not for yourself, then why are you doing it? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Spiritual things are very sacred and should be very sacred to individuals. And I feel like there needs to be a level of respect when it comes to that. You should allow people to have that freedom to do as they want. But when you are doing things because you feel like you're doing them out of obligation for loved ones or to keep peace or what have you, it's not coming from a sincere and genuine place. And so, you know, I struggled with that for a while between, well, you know, I don't really know if this is what I want to be doing, but I want to have a good relationship with my family. So maybe if I do these few things, then, you know, that will at least bridge that gap and we'll be able to have a better relationship. And then I realized that, that wasn't authentic. And so I, I, I was like, I, if I choose not to do those things, that doesn't mean that I don't love you all. It just means that I'm just not doing this thing. And that should be okay. We can still love each other because I'm not ever not ever going to speak down on anything that gives you what you need. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's that's that's what it's been. Um I'll say that um I don't know. My uh my experience has has not necessarily been that um, I, I don't feel like I've yet to like literally fundamentally disagree um, around, you know, you know, major things with my family. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think my kind of uh, I guess the differences for me lie with respect to like approach. Um, mm-hmm. So when it comes to the ways that decisions are made or the way you know you know just me kind of finding a way to stand on my own too and make my own decisions um and that kind of being different than how things are done in my family so you know I can say that my mom uh I think her expectation was for me to do everything that she did so Mm -hmm. um you know she stayed and lived with my grandparents until she got married. So when I came to her and told her that I wanted to move out, it was a bit of a thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So um, I think what has been, I guess, uh, so it's been for me, I've been trying to like find ways to kind of balance um, my own choices and think about my own choices with respect to my family um mm-hmm. and try to find try to find ways to uh kind of negotiate how I move forward um in ways that kind of you know equip me to kind of stand on my own two feet um and enforce my own decision making as an adult but like you said still with respect to what you know my family believe believe beliefs and beliefs and values might be mm-hmm. um i think what i think another th- thing that there should be 
noted or considered in this conversation though is that um I think a lot of Megan and Harry's decision to make this move is is rooted in feelings of safety. I get mm-hmm. the impression that Megan didn't want to raise her child in the space and culture where, where un, under such a clo- under such a um I don't know, such under such a, a degree and level of like, you know, scrutiny and being under, in the public mm-hmm. eye and being open to so much critique. Mm-hmm. Um especially since she herself Yeah, like was, I guess, it was open season for her and it was such a short amount of time. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, things have to be considered in context, right? So like I think all of this has kind of exposed how much we have growing and changing we have to do as a society and culture. Like it's clear that that society and culture in the UK was not ready for a biracial, uh, for for Harry to marry a biracial <laughs> um, woman, marry a black girl, period, child, yeah, kid, right to marry to marry Cause. a woman with a black mama, <laughs> like okay, so, <laughs> a very so black it's, mama. it's clear that it's clear that um, that um, that they weren't, and I mean, I, I'm sure she thought that that it wouldn't be as bad, but when she got in it and realized you know, that it was, she needed to make a decision not only for her, but for her child. So I could see her being like, if they're doing this to me, I would never want my son to grow up in a in a world, in a space where he's not allowed to be a person, an individual, and do all of the things um, that come with being a black man. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Right. Because my son is going to be a black my man. My son's going to be a black man. Like, whether y'all this- like it or not. This conversation is not even to say that, you know, we want y'all to go out there and get rogue and break yeah. all your family traditions. It's more so. So I, I spoke to Kia before the before we recorded this evening. Um, I don't know how many of you all have seen the episode of Blackish. I'm going to give spoilers. Mm-hmm. So here's a warning. But I don't understand anybody who will get upset about spoilers about Blackish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not it's not the next Marvel movie. I didn't disclose nothing crazy. So um, in the latest episode of Blackish that I saw, it was, you know, there's always lessons that they have. And so you've got, you know, they had the hair lesson. So Diane was going through the black hair lesson that you deal with as a black girl from the relaxer and accepting your hair. And, you know, your hair is beautiful in any state as long as you take care of it, which was a beautiful thing. And then, you, you know, you always have Dre who has something going on over here. So... It's funny that that was the last episode that I saw because Dre, the so what they were talking about with the Dre situation is Dre was trying to teach um, his son, the baby, what's his name? Junior? Not Junior, the other oh, one. I don't Jack. Know. Oh, I don't know. Jack. I love, I love Blackish. So he was teaching Jack. Uh, he wanted to teach him about the tradition of barbecuing and everything that came along with that. The stories, the hanging out the being over the pit, the sweat, like the entire experience. Junior had some newfangled smoker where you can put your meat inside of it and you can leave it and you don't have to attend to it at all. And he was telling his father, I have all this free time to go do all these things because I get to put my meat in here and my food's going to be better than yours. So they bet whose barbecue was going to be the best. And then they had Jack and the grandpa do the clothes, you know, the blind 
taste test. Mm -hmm. And the conclusion was that both of their barbecue was good. They even said Junior's was a little bit better. However, Junior realized that in that com in a con in the conversation where they were going through all of this and this sparring, he realized that he missed um, like a pertinent piece of info about his father's background that he shared with Jack while they were barbecuing. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you never told me that. And he's like, Jack was like, well, if you wouldn't have gone off to Dave and Buster's and left your meat, you was gloating about how you can go and play whack-a-mole, but you and leave your meat. But then you missed out on this part of it. So I say all that to say I've tied that in because traditions can be a super beautiful thing. Yeah. And there's value in them. So it's not about just Absolutely. like throwing them away entirely. Um, no. I mean, and even if there are some quote unquote faster or more efficient or quicker methods mm -hmm. for getting to, uh, you know, the same result, there is something to be said for the process of, you know, the way things used to be. Um, Absolutely. So I found an article um, that spoke about traditions and breaking family traditions. And the article speaks on, you know, the, how, you know, the beautiful, the beautiful relationship of family traditions, right. whether it be food or, or events, decoration, songs, anything that gives you that nostalgic feeling. Right. But sometimes you need a break from that. And it said, here are some of the reasons um, that you may need a break from those traditions or some things that you want to think about when, you, when you're feeling like you want to make a change. When a tradition becomes an obligation, it's time to rethink its purpose. You should want to participate in and follow a tradition and not feel bound by it or inconvenienced. Mm. Um, when a tradition becomes a fallback or an excuse not to try anything new, then it's time to consider a change or at least a tweak. Um, when a tradition becomes a financial burden or time constraint that causes more anxiety than joy, it's okay to give it a break. When you find yourself feeling compromised because you must follow a tradition that's no longer meaningful or makes you feel uncomfortable, maybe you need to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Or when a tradition no longer fits your lifestyle, it may be time to create a new tradition better suited to the life you now have. Right. And it doesn't have to be, you know, in a way that's judgmental of the way that you used mm -mm. to do it or anything like that. But it and nope. sometimes just just taking a break or doing things differently for one year might show you that you that, you know, maybe you just need a pause instead of a heartbreak. Um, yep. As I can say, one of the things that I know, um, like my family, we grew up on road trips. Mm -hmm. um, like literally getting in a car or my church used to take like bus trips um, in the summertime, literally just get a group of people on a charter bus and drive all over the country for a few weeks in the summertime. And it sounded crazy, right? People were not like, you guys get on a bus. And it was like, but like you could just fly there and it would be so much easier. And that's very true, right? So like, you know, that's not a lie. It would be more mm -hmm. efficient. It would be more comfortable if we flew. But there was this great value in us bonding together um, and there's great memories and us, you know, stopping at different restaurants and different attractions along the way. Um, and that is kind of a practice that I'm that I would hope to carry on with the family if I have one um, one day, um, you know, even though by the time that happens, we could be able to teleport ourselves to places. But I do think that there <laughs> is um, I do feel, you know, I even like, you know, like I said, you know for the holidays like you know i travel a lot for work 
and I was on a plane, like 40 something planes this year. And it was a lot. And I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I know how to fly. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm good at it. I can do it. I know what I'm doing when it comes to get on an airplane. Mm-hmm. But when I had the opportunity, like it wasn't, it wasn't, it, it was not uh, something that I regretted at all. But I had the opportunity to drive to my mom's and literally just being in the car by myself and taking mm-hmm. that road trip for myself gave me all, gave me time to kind of sit and process. It gave me time to think. Um, it gave me time to listen to my my music and my shows and catch up on things. Gave me time to, you know, talk on the phone to people I hadn't talked to in a long time. And, you know, mm-hmm. make, gave me fond memories of thinking about the times when my brother and I made the trip. And, you know, those kinds of things. So, like, I hadn't driven to Nashville since before Brian passed. And it was kind of mm-hmm. like our practice to do it together. So I wondered whether or not I was going to be able to do it again. But, you know, mm. it was a different it was a way for me to be to be a part of that practice differently. So, you know, just saying I'm just thinking like in terms of life circumstances change. And sometimes mm-hmm. the things that we think will be traditions or common practices or things that we always did. Right. Things may not always be the way they always were. Um, there will be times where you have to make different sacrifices and choices for your own safety and well-being and for the safety and well-being of your kids or the, or the people that you're connected to. Um, yeah. But it doesn't always have to be like, you know, this tragic, selfish, uh, you know, mm-hmm. venture. Um, sometimes it just could just be a different choice. So um, I guess, you know, for me, it's like, I have a softer heart for Megan. Um, and I don't know if that's just by virtue of the ways that I've seen people, you know, rag on her. But I, yeah. I look at this as kind of like Megan wouldn't step down from being a princess, literally, unless it was really hard for her to, to do it. <laughs> I'm, I, I, yeah, because I, mean, I know I wouldn't. Because there's people who are arguing <laughs> that, you know, like, if things are so terrible and if racism is such a problem, couldn't she have used the platform of being a royal? And I'm like, nah, that's not how culture works, right? So, like, culture does not respond. Like, you know, people respond. Changing a culture, changing an ethos, changing an environment, it takes time and it takes, it has to be a collaborative effort. Megan mm-hmm. and Harry and all of their awesome and wonderful intentions and in the in the fact that they are right, right? Like, that doesn't even matter in terms of changing um, the common, you know, cultural beliefs in a place. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's just better to get out, right? <laughs> and that might be it too. Like maybe it's like, you know. And sometimes you don't take your baby away from the bullshit. Yeah, and that's just it. What's wrong with that? Nothing at all. Not <laughs> one thing. Not a thing. Not one thing. Sometimes I just don't. You know what? I don't want my baby around y'all. That's it. And so I'm leaving. Okay. That's really the bottom line. It, and that's all right. And bl- black mothers have been doing it for years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Black mothers been getting their baby away from the bullshit for years. Get off that girl's titties. <laughs> like, leave her alone. I'll be, and I don't even cape for Meghan Markle like that. I don't even, to be perfectly honest, I don't know enough that's about That's what I'm Meghan saying. Like, and I, like, we talked about before how disconnected I was to the whole royal wedding and all of that stuff. You know, I thought it was dope. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's a black woman in that spot that's never happened before you know let's celebrate it but i i did not invest enough to know 
any of this, but when I see, you know, the backlash and we had some technical difficulties yesterday uh, at the end of the kitchen table talk segment, uh, but I believe you all got a full kitchen table talk. You're still going to get a full show. So we're going to just continue on with these last three segments. And uh, yeah, we love y'all for rocking with us. Indeed. So what's going on in the honesty box? <laughs> yes, let's get to the honesty, the honesty box. box. It's officially engagement season, apparently. And if you're thinking of popping the question <laughs> or currently planning your wedding, you need to check out Zola. Zola makes wedding planning easier and less stressful with wedding websites, registry invites, and a guest list manager all in one place. Zola lets you easily design and create wedding websites for free with hundreds of gorgeous designs to choose from. Zola's online registry is the highest rated of all time with all the benefits you and guests want, including free shipping and returns, price matching, and group gifting. You can also find beautiful and affordable invites in paper, including save the dates and thank yous. Zola will even help you collect addresses and track online RSVPs with their free guest list manager. Zola's helped 1 million couples get married and they'll help you too. So I had a friend use Zola and she used it for her wedding registry. It's where we got all the information for the wedding. I wish Zola, I wish I knew about Zola when I got married because I'm still finding little baby notebooks all around the house with little <laughs> budgets and things. I had to write stuff in details, tracking numbers and all of that. Zola would have been super helpful for me. So if you're planning your wedding this wedding season, whenever that is, then try out Zola. Go to Zola.com slash grown today and use promo code SAVE50 to get 50% off your save the dates. You can also get a free personalized paper sample before you purchase. That's 50% off save the dates at Zola.com slash grown promo code SAVE50. This year, tackle high interest credit card debt with Upstart, the revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. And since it's a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. Once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or to meet their other financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash grown to find out how low your upstate right, your upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. Check out upstart.com slash grown. Honestly, truly. Okay. It says, hello, ladies. Thanks for hosting a space where women of color can come to grow professionally while keeping it real. My question is, how do I ask my colleague to stop interrupting me when she is a step above me in the company? I work in clinical operations, coordinating an international research study. I've always worked in research, but am new to this company and have taken the approach of putting my head down and typing as quickly as I can to learn the ins and outs. I've been observant of my team and get along very, very well with my boss, yet I'm having a hard time with, with my interrupting colleague. I work closest with this colleague and she's been training me, but I've noticed she's short-tempered and interrupts everyone on calls, meetings, and even when I'm about to ask a question. 
I feel it comes from a place of considering her opinions as most correct because even when we're casually talking about how the weekend was, she makes judgy comments. I don't want to stereotype, but I notice this happens a lot with another colleague who is French as well. I'm tired of being run over at meetings. Help. My mama taught me God gave me two ears and one mouth to listen twice as much as I speak, but I can't even get a word in. Sincerely, tired. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think this is tough. And I think this is a matter of, not, not really tough, but tough in, in that, like, you know, you're going to have to put on your big girl panties. I mean, if it were me, I feel like there's just, it's just something that has to be addressed. Um, and it's just about how you address it. Um, I would make a point to, I don't know if I would do it like in the moment as it happens. I think I would, if it were me, like if we were a meeting and she interrupted, um, I would first, my, I think my first course of action would be to mention that I notice it and to have like solid examples of, you know, what happened to let, let that person know how you feel. Um, and then just kind of, you know, gauge her response. Um, my guess is that she'll probably like, you know, I don't know. I shouldn't, I shouldn't guess. I mean, I feel like it could go one of two ways. She could like not even realize that this is something that she's doing and be like super apologetic and say that she'll be more mindful or she can just totally like be dismissive of whatever it is that you have to say. Um, in which case I think the course of action is to be diligent to keep a track uh keep a record of your conversations with her um if if the first time you know she's dismissive um i would uh inform my supervisor um and i would address it I, I would address her again but i wouldn't do so myself no like i would have a, a witness or oh, yeah someone someone to just hear the conversation you know just a third party um, and I would ask my boss that I, I mean, if, if it is something that if the conversation goes left, I would inform my boss and then probably ask her for her advice around how to navigate the challenge. Um, I guess that is the professional yes. way of handling that. I do feel like, you know, it has to like it, it, it has to be, it has to be said. I think, I think I would err on, on the side of being thoughtful mm -hmm. And, and um, you know, intentional about setting a time to do it um, versus just like doing it in the motion in the moment, because I feel like when you do it in the moment, you know, you do kind of call it out right there in front of everyone and put on put on the spot. But I think also in that instance, like your emotions are going to be involved and you putting her on the spot so she can get defensive and her emotions can get involved. And it's all the makings mm. of a big blow up. Um, Unless okay excuse me Please. unless excuse me you see how that works lady um <laughs> see i i agree with you that it, it people can get defensive but my issue my my concern i guess i have with addressing it later I, if you do what kia said because she's absolutely right solid examples of the time she does it if you want to start building a little record then that'll definitely help you out but i also feel like addressing it in the moment but doing it uh, do it like they do passive aggressively so in that moment somebody interrupts you and you're speaking and you're in a meeting because you said she does it in meetings i would say excuse me and then i would continue on with my point excuse me i was thank you and i would just continue on with my point but i definitely think that um talking to your boss 
would help for sure. I think talk. I think if it, it like I would just I wouldn't involve my uh, my boss unless I tried to address mm-hmm. her and she was not receptive to that conversation. Mm. Um, I would then you know be like, okay, so I'm trying to go about this uh, uh, the right way. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this lady is not cooperating. But this lady is not cooperating, and I wouldn't too much worry about you know rank or you know mm-hmm. the fact that she's uh over you or anything like that the bottom line is regardless of whatever our respective titles might be we're all human beings we're all people we all deserve to be respected and no one should be talked over um and that's just the bottom line but a lot of times and i, I mean i i have had this experience a lot of times people are just used to feeling like they're the smartest person in the room and sometimes you got to Show them better than you can tell them mm-hmm. that they are not. Yep. And show them that you got more manners. Yeah, I mean, you know, people are just, they can be tragically rude and just disgusting. <laughs> but I, um, I commend you for, you know, seeking some counsel. I hope that what we've offered to you is helpful. Please look, keep us posted. And let us know how things um, shake out with this, you know, disrespectful co-worker that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's see if we can get her tucked back in because she's all out here <laughs> in the way. I don't like it. I don't I don't care for it. Personally. Let's put our spanks on, man. I mean, oh, suck it okay. in, sis. Tighten let's it up. Put our spanks on and get it together. You're, you're just all out here. And you might need a slip, too. <laughs> Please. we hope we don't like i that. hope that was helpful um keep us updated uh if you know start to keep your record and keep us updated let us know how that works out for you but yeah like he said don't worry about position and all of that this is about basic human respect and Decency. she's not she shouldn't be interrupting you and it, it i think it's well within your right to address it but just just do it non-confrontationally because you know when we put a tone on anything Listen. you know how they like to do I just feel like you go above board. You know what I mean? You keep things uh, above board at mm-hmm. first. Now, if things go left, then there is record that you tried to do yep. this. Diplomatically. According to the code of conduct as outlined. Yep. That's what my mama used to tell me. When my brother got into it with Joe, with Joe Bennett in his fourth grade class. I thought you were going to say Joe Clark. <laughs> No, Rhonda said, Rhonda told Ryan, you tell Mr. Asuma, the teacher's name was Mr. Asuma, you tell Mr. Asuma that this boy is bothering you and he needs to put a stop to it. And if he does not put a stop to it, you tell Mr. Asuma that I said, you have permission to go upside his head. And that's just how I feel. That's... (laughs) Rhonda said, "Like you have to, like we try, we try to, we go, to, we abide by the rules. But if you, if 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 you not allowing me to do yeah. that, my dad said the same thing to Mister Glassel. I don't have no other choice but to go upside his head. That's it. <laughs> That's <laughs> like a, I'm not telling you to hit. No, this not woman. at all. That's no, not what I mean. Please I'm don't. just saying. You lose your job. You know, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> I'm just giving that as an analogy that you know we do things correctly the first yeah. way." I mean, the, you know, you try your first approach should be the right way. But if that don't get you where you need to be figuratively, figuratively hit the figuratively, the speak, head. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that means that you just that means that you call a thing a thing and get her together tactfully 
but very directly. Oh, and also don't talk to her about your weekends and shit. She said if she makes she makes judgy comments about don't talk don't talk to her about person like just keep it all the way business keep yes and and, and just stay because she sounds she sounds like a problem she does and i mean just yeah like you you be friendly to people who show themselves to be Mm -hmm. friendly so if she's not being friendly with you then i'm not telling you to be rude to her but you don't have to sit around and make pleasantries with people who you don't like don't you ain't got to tell them about your weekend you don't have to tell them what kind of no you can you can be nice and cordial and, and respectful and engaging, yeah. but you can you can have a boundary. Like, oh, we don't talk about those kinds of things. Don't share your plug um, They don't have info. to even be... Yeah, it don't even have to be spoken. You just excuse yourself. Yeah. That's all. Oh, okay. See you Okay, later. good morning. Hello. How was everybody? Okay, great. Wonderful. I'm going to go to my desk now. Like, that's it. Well, hopefully that was helpful. Um, please keep us updated and... Continue to send your honesty box questions to getting grown podcast at gmail.com. We shall move swiftly along to the black woman self care. All right. I deserve. It's time for us to deserve. So, um, in black woman self care this week, this may not sound like traditional self care, but it is for me because it started to set up my peace of mind. So the beginning of the year hit me like a truckload of bricks and, uh, you know, all of the the things that need to be done, the holiday season, you know, it ends abruptly. And that's when you realize you're back in the real world. So I, you know, made a list of everything that needs to be done and started giving myself deadlines and timelines and um, writing them down in my planner. And I'm a I'm an analog girl. Shout out to Toya. I'm an analog girl, so I need to write Mm -hmm. things down. So I started organizing myself, getting myself together in my planner, giving myself, like I said, timelines and deadlines. I'm giving myself this many days, trying to give myself realistic timelines to work with so that I'm not stressing myself with overnight deadlines or what have you. Um, And just getting myself set up for success for the remainder of the year because it's going to be a lot of work going on. So I considered that my – including – my new workout schedule, okay, started. We're going in the mornings. I'm meeting Frenniqua and, you know, trying to get my life together so that, like I said, I'm able to run. So <clears throat> away really quickly if I need to. So though that's my black woman self-care this week. I, I started getting myself set up, and it feels good because it feels like I'm giving myself a nice, healthy pace at which to do things. Awesome. Um, for me, I am. So I had a, a follow up appointment at the doctor's last week and I noticed that my blood pressure was not at all high, but it's higher than it normally was. So I inquired about it and uh, the doctor mentioned that uh, he felt it was a result of, uh, you know, me being worried about what I was at the doctor's mm-hmm. for. So he in- instructed me to just kind of monitor it and watch it. And that's something that, you know, um, I've been intentional about doing this week and like reading up on just kind of understanding how blood pressure works um, and what are some just everyday practices and things that kind of keep it regulated. Mm -hmm. So I did a little research and, you know, all the things that we know to do that I probably just wasn't doing. Like when my blood pressure was taken, I hadn't eaten that Mm -hmm. day. I hadn't really had anything to drink. I was probably dehydrated. 
Um, and that compounded with like my anxiety around the doctor's appointment um, is probably what made it read higher than it normally does. So um, since that time, I've just been really conscious about kind of in the morning um, being a bit more diligent about having a, a you know, a routine in terms of like setting, mm-hmm. getting my body started. Because I don't typically breakfast. Um, and that's not it's something that I probably need to yeah. be better about. I don't really like breakfast food, but I don't know, whatever. Either way, <laughs> um, I at least try to have some water and, uh, you know, just something to eat in the morning. Um, a cup of tea. That's not food. No, okay, it's not. so like, uh, <laughs> you know, what have I been eating? Um, uh, fruit. Mm-hmm. Um uh granola bars uh like a half a sandwich you know just something to just kind of smoothie i i probably should and could smoothie i do have one of those smoothie blender things but um i just don't be like you know i have to be honest i don't eat i know i don't eat right because this is just lazy because it's just like i don't I don't cook enough because I don't like to clean up the kitchen and I don't like to like, <laughs> I, so I just stay out of there altogether. Lights just be that's, off. And I know that that's terrible, all, but that's yeah. just the truth of my existence. Okay. I just have no interest uh, in washing dishes. So I just don't use them. Um, and that's just the way I live my life and I'm trying to do better. Um, but yeah, the smoothie thing is then you got to wash it out. Uh, <laughs> so y'all have to pray for me um i'm really trying to just at least drink water and take my vitamins have some fruit have some emergency have some granola have something disposable that i can put in the trash can on my way out of the door (laughs) um and not have to wash any dishes but if anybody has any suggestions or things you know that i might you know that might help me on my quest to be an adult um that's welcome but i'm just telling you the truth that um, in Black women's self care, I have been paying a, paying more attention to uh, having more of a, a routine and not waiting until lunchtime to eat. That is self care, and that's actually really really important. I'm right there with you trying to set up routine. Um, Crystal Jean, I don't yogurt, I don't like it. Um, but Crystal Jean put me onto a nice cashew ca- cashew homemade cashew yogurt recipe. So I so the so the it's a it's a blah, what am I going to say? It's a consistency thing. yeah and i don't yogurt all that much because it's more granola than yogurt Same. it's like granola with like yeah a shot of Same. yogurt <laughs> so it's, it might as well not even i like yogurt. it chunky <laughs> it's like potato salad <laughs> actually i just i'm just like i use the yogurt it's kind of just like cereal but not yeah no same i use it like mayonnaise and potato salad not too much just enough to (laughs) wet it (laughs) so the cashew yogurt is nice because it doesn't have that something about yogurt i just don't like it i just don't like yogurt i just don't like it so the cat and i also don't have like i don't have like certain appliances my kitchen is super small like i don't have a dishwasher i don't have a microwave same same so like those kind of those kind of like you know already made foods that you can just pop. like i don't really fare well with those because it's like girl i don't have a microwave but, by choice i mean i would have one if i had space for one i haven't had one since i've lived in this apartment and i guess you could say i've come to live without it but that does not at all mean that the very first opportunity <laughs> i have a i have to have a microwave again i'm all up in that thing you're like oh it's mine oh turn it <laughs> <up>. <laughs> let's do it 
Let's do it right away. Well, that is Black Women's Self Care this week. Yeah. Let us know. Fresh fruit has really been good for me, but yes, Black Women's Self Care this week. Let us know what you've been doing. Fresh fruit is actually really amazing. You know, berries are very high in antioxidants. Yes, but I also high in sugar, so I just have to be very, very careful. I can't just fruit myself to death. No, well, you can't fruit to death. Well, I don't know. I mean, but if you, know, you smoothie, overdo it. Then if you overfruit, though, you can't overfruit. But if you just smoothie, then you can do some fruit, some veggie, some, you know, some protein. I have to really pray about that. We're just going. We uh, we're going to pray collectively that you you know because it's just a small little your little nutrient and then you put some hot water in it and it really just literally takes like forty five seconds to wash. I promise. But then, like whatever I whatever I drink it out of, I also have well, to that's, wash that's that. That's another forty five seconds out of your day. <sighs> that's so much that's time. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, let's move on. Uh, what is it? We have to petty peeps. Petty peeps. Okay. Let's move on swiftly. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister, because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. All right, it's time for the petty peeves. And at this point, mine is a saga, okay? It clearly continues. It is Jade versus the delivery people. And I don't know what the problem is. Um, My petty peeve is not... I actually hate the young woman uh, who was supposed to deliver my food this evening. So, you know... Had to record last night. We have to record this night. Had things going on, so I didn't get to cook. Usually, I'll order my groceries, and then that way I'm able to prep through the day and do things. But unfortunately, the last couple of days didn't pan out like that. Ordered some Postmates, and the I ordered it, and my order was confirmed at 6.05. By like 6.30, it was not... I mean, by 7.30, it was not here. So I was like, well, what's... It's taking a little long. This is not far. Like, what's going on? So I go and look at the app. And I see that the Postmate is in Williamsburg, which is not close to the restaurant and not close to me. And then I see that the Postmate is in Ridgewood, which is Queens, technically, right there at the border of Bushwick, which is Brooklyn and Queens. Then I see the Postmate is on the BQE. And then they're in Long Island City and Astoria. And I never got my food. (laughs) So they said the food was picked up, but it was never delivered. And she was in the polar opposite direction of where I was. So, you know, I hit them on Twitter because you have to do it like a white woman in order for them to pay you any attention. And I screenshot in my joint to show them, like, look how far this girl is. This is absolutely asinine. Um, Postmates also happens to be one of the advertisements on my other podcast, <laughs> the iron in those knees. So sent them, they told me DM them, DM them, did all of that. All, after time had passed, it's two and a half hours and your girl still don't have any dinner. And I got to get my kid ready for bed and get her ready for school the next day. So I'm pissed. So the dude calls me from Postmates. You can't call them, but they can call you. So he calls me. And he's like, unfortunately, we can't get in touch with the Postmate. No, 
I already told you idiots that you can't get in touch with the postmate because I couldn't get in touch with the postmate. She's not answering the phone, nor is she answering text messages. If she took my food, picked it up and then went to Queens, what makes you think she's going to answer your phone calls? Well, sometimes we find that our postmates uh, have emergencies and they have to. Are you trying to give me a maybe this happened? So that I can feel better about the fact that two and a half hours later, we ain't got no dinner up in this bitch because you're not selling me. I don't care. I was like, I don't know what happened to this girl. You're making up stories to try to make this better, but you're making it worse because it's pissing me off. I'm going to issue you a credit and a refund. The refund will be back in your account within one to three business days. You won't be charged for this order. I better not be charged for this order. So I'll go and look to see what kind of credit they applied to my account. Because also, there was no other Postmate available to pick that order up again for them to redo it, which I don't fully believe. I just think they didn't want to be responsible. And um, Postmates issued me a hearty $5 credit to my account, knowing that I sent them a screenshot of their Postmate in Queens which is nowhere near Flatbush. <laughs> so oh, what a time. That is the continuation of Jade versus the food delivery people. Again, I would like to shout out Instacart. You all have nothing but my love and loyalty. I've never had any issues from you ever. Where's the wood? What's your uh, petty peeve? So I guess mine is also a continuation from my last petty peeve because I am also com- um, I'm con- I'm continuing uh, my uh, ongoing complaint about uh, trifling people at <laughs> um, yesterday was endurance day and I really struggled to endure yeah it was really It'd just like a that. hard workout it was it was really like usually I'm able to just kind of push through but I found myself stopping like several times uh, during each block but my last block was on the floor doing the strength training. Um, and I was like, all right, we just got to get through this last 20 minutes or so. And we're home free. Um, and when you're at your station at Orange Theory, you have a set of weights. Now, uh, the even numbered stations um, have weights, uh, you know, like it's like eight, eight pound uh, dumbbells, 10 pound dumbbells, 12 pound. Um, now, if you're at odd stations, that's when you you can get like a you know a odd dumbbell. So if you need a 15 pound yeah. uh, dumbbell versus a 12, so the onus is on you as the gym goer to when you come in and they ask you what station you want to start. If you know that you typically lean toward you know the 15, 25, 35 pound weights, then you need to pick an odd numbered station. Um, so of course, because I am, you know, dainty, I don't really bang with the heavyweights. So I'm like, girl, go ahead and give me these little eights and tens. That's, that's really all I'm here to do. I'm not trying to be big and strong. I just want to be snatched. So, um, I'm at station 14. The very last station in the, in the room is I like to, I like to work out by the wall. I just it's really a part of me not wanting to be around strangers it's one less person I have to contend with if I work out by the wall um so the young lady who was at station 13 
I'm looking for my 12 pound weights dumbbells and this bitch got them and I'm just standing there like now gym etiquette gym protocol like if I you know I understand that these things happen sometimes you want to get to your uh even number station and they're all taken by the time you get there the 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 the, the proper thing to do is to ask the person next to you, can I borrow your 12s for this set? You know what I'm saying? You don't just, you don't just impose yourself. You don't steal somebody's weights. But that's what Molly did. Yeah, she did. I knew it was Molly. I, I looked right it. over there. Molly had, first because, I mean, the first workout, you just needed one Debo. <laughs> no. no. I don't know what she had because her hair was in a ponytail. But um, Molly... It was the, the first workout was uh, one arm, like it was a lateral raise on mm-hmm. one, whatever. So you just needed one. Mm-hmm. You just needed one. So um, I realized she had one of my 12s. And I was like, okay, maybe I was, you know, in the throes of this workout. And she didn't want to distract me by asking. So when I went over there to, to get uh, to, to my weight station and I'm looking, I looked her dead in her face like, bitch, you got my 12. <laughs> and, um, she would not give me any eye contact. I'm literally standing in front of the of the oh. thing, and she goes back to get the other twelve and reaches around me. It took all of the prayers of both of my grandmothers. Oh no! For me not to take the weight that was in my hand and go clean across her face. Because let me it, let, may I may I ask a question? Orange yes. theory, okay, mm-hmm. which I know is. Uh, full of mollies um <laughs> is a circuit training gym am i is that correct yeah right it's like hit training so like you know you go from one thing to the other but you know when you're in we were in the floor station we were there together we were going to be there for mm-hmm. the next 12 minutes but they give you like you get like let's say in every block the block was five minutes that means that you do you know 10 reps of each of the of the workouts on the screen um and then you kind of repeat that until your time is up and so Molly just took it upon herself. Molly took it upon herself to Bogart my 12, mm-hmm. my 12 pound dumbbell. She did not ask. She knew that I was looking for her to acknowledge the fact that she stole it. She would not. And then she like reached around me like I wasn't even But you know you see my there. big black face. Like stop it right this here. This is what I'm stop. saying. I'm like I am I am the biggest and blackest <laughs> thing in stop this room. It. There's no way. There's no way that you're going to tell me you don't. I am five. Key is tall boots, okay? <laughs> I'm five ten. And right now, I am nick knocking on 200 pounds. So don't tell me you ain't see me. Ain't no goddamn way in the world. You ain't see me. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. But that is a thing that they do. Like, you know, they yeah, act like you're like just you're not, not there. there. It drives, when I tell you, it's it like, drives oh, me. it don't matter. It don't matter. Ooh, nothing burns the bottom of my rice pot. But at the end of the workout, right, my, my coach was like, at the end of the workout, if you're working out next to somebody that you don't know, introduce yourself. So I look at her like, say nothing to me. <laughs> don't part your lips. I'm looking dead at her like, please, please do not. And she's like, great workout. And I'm just looking at her like, I would have been like, oh, you, like, you did oh, great. You, you talking to me? You see me now. You did great. I'm like, oh, you see oh, me you now? Oh, you see me now. Oh, now you see me now. Now you want to look at me? But I'm going to see you outside, it's Molly. Just, <laughs> it is just hard. It is so hard. It is so hard to just be in this body sometimes. I know. I know. Because, you know, there are times where you are hyper visible and there are times when you are invisible. Yeah. And it's like, 
I don't know, but it's really it's really a, a challenge because I don't want to walk around and be bitter and angsty. Of course, and, but I, I that's not my spirit. I don't feel like that. Who that's who I am. But I just don't feel like these things happening to me. It can't all be in my head. It's it's not a coincidence not. that I keep getting treated like this by certain people, and I'm just like, what do I have to do in order for y'all to just acknowledge that you know? What what would have caused Molly to just kind of get my attention and say, "Can I borrow your twelve? Well, I would have never Sis, told her. No. You have to start doing outlandish things. You have to start like Godzilla screaming in the middle of the gym, <laughs> like <laughs> just for bit. Like, do you have my attention now? You got got your attention? Give me my twelve. <laughs> That's what you you have to do. I used to do that to my That's mother. Really a thing. No, I used to do that to my mother when I was a teenager, and she would be like, "There's no way you could ever embarrass me." And I was like, "You want to put ten on twenty? Like you want to bet on that?" And <laughs> yo, I used to do wild shit in public just. Oh, it's really a just thing. to get it's my like, mother's girl, bra. What? You can do it though. I will teach you the ways in which <laughs> it really just it gets my goat, man. It really does because I like to be pleasant. You know, I'm not. You know, I like. Hey, hey, everybody. Yeah. You know, I'm not. Same. I'm not that girl. That's why I get irrationally I angry. Be, I get it. I am just. I just feel like I am being continuously tried. I just don't understand. And I don't know whether I wasn't paying whether I wasn't paying attention before it was happening and I was just oblivious to it or it's just like something has changed in this age, this society, this time where people just feel like they can just be trash and you just supposed to accept it. The Tommy Lawrence of the world are the problems. Have you seen that that young lady? Yes, I have. I, have I know exactly who you're the, talking about. The young lady who does these <laughs> <Yep>. videos. <laughs> For she's been popping up on see- my shit all day. Yes, but the young did you see little Jacob got her together? When, is he the one who told her that? Are, oh wait, is that the little white boy? The little white boy was telling her about. Yes, the prison, he did. The she said, <laughs> "Well, how do these systems? How do they affect yes. people of color?" And he's like, "Oh, let's talk about it. Mass incarceration." He's like, "Uh, we got." Th- I mean, he just and he didn't even didn't. flinch. He just went on and on and on about just calling out all the ways. But you know what that really says to me more than anything um, is that there are so many people who really believe that this is not a mm-hmm. thing and they feel like they, they, they are privileged in their position and they can just not have to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh girl, I would have taken those 12s if it was another white girl. I don't believe so. Yeah. I don't, I just don't know if I believe I'm that. I'm fine like, with just, the Angelinas and the Brads. Like they're fine to me. You know, because they understand the plight and what's going on. They're not blind to it. But the Mollies and the Zacks and the Brents, those are the ones I can't. I can't with. I mean, and we are all going to have to work collectively and collaboratively to, you know, dismantle Mm -hmm. and eradicate, you know, the the system, Mm -hmm. the systemic racism, um, you know, that is this still very much the fabric of American society and culture. Um, yeah. Like, like cotton, like white teas, like it's just is. And I think it is, irres- it's irresponsible and ignorant mm-hmm. of us to think that we would just be able to overcome 400 years of, of oppression and slavery <laughs> and 
the cattle. They slavery. choose though. There's they no choose way. to be. Uh, Martin Luther King said it. Okay, and we understand that it is his birthday. Hello, <laughs> um, <laughs> Martin Luther King was he was still a hoe. Uh, <laughs> well, you know. But we all have our demons. Um, Martin Luther King said it though. There's nothing more dangerous than willful ignorance. And, you know, dot, dot, dot. There's more to that quote. But so people, people like that little girl who also shat herself, apparently, at a fraternity party some years ago. You didn't know that? Now, the Lord works (laughs) in such a way. (laughs) If you just let him do his work. Did you see the video of the boy? No. One of the guys who she tried to go up with one of her bullshit ass questions. She walked into him with the uh, microphone and he was like, "Uh uh-huh. And he answered and he was like, okay, so can I ask you a question? And she's like, sure. And he's like, aren't you the girl who shit herself at the kid's state party? And she was like, I don't know why you're bringing that up right now. That's not, yeah, no, the, huh? there's a pit, like she, this girl, and oh man, it. I don't know what she ate before that party. Oh, there's a picture oh, of her. Actually, sis, oh, sis, no. there is evidence. Oh, this girl word. is face oh. down at a Kent State party oh. and she. Oh. Was she drunk? She had she to have been. been. Under the, she, under the, she was on Molly. <laughs> Molly was on Molly. <laughs> Molly was on Molly. Child, she was on everything because uh, uh, what did uh, Mike Evans Weed, syrup, cigarettes. <laughs> I'm on everything. I'm on everything. Oh, no. She was on everything. And my girl shit herself like an elephant at the zoo. Ooh, Baby, almond joys and mounds. Like, so Ew. that's why I know it's disgusting, but it's what happens. So I just love the oh, fact that God. people will call her out in her little bullshit ass. I'm so glad. I'm, and I mean, those these videos are just, just as they are inter- as entertaining as they are. They alarming. are. <laughs> they are. Uh, but, yeah. Either way, that's a very we can went on. A bit we of a are there, but those those are the petty peeves. Um, and we appreciate you guys for listening to another episode of Getting Grown. Sorry for the hiccup. Uh, you know, it's been a while since we've had some technical difficulties, so it I happens. guess we do. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that will be. Hopefully that will be, you know, the last one of 2020. We just got it on out the mm-hmm. way. Um, in the meantime, in between time, y'all continue to keep it locked and keep in and keep listening. We're going to be uh, launching some new and improved things on the Getting Grown social media yes, we are. coming soon. Um, and we got some some cool things coming up all related to all things Getting Grown. So, yes, please, please, please join us, um, you know, week after week as we uh, sit around the kitchen table and talk about grown-up mm-hmm. things and tell them what they need to do with themselves continue to drink your water because that's very important it keeps your blood pressure mm-hmm. down um always want to mind the business that pays you yes and you also want to stay moisturized even though this weather is you know not exactly actually i heard the cold is coming so yes moisturize oh, yes. yes uh and, and you know why you need to moisturize why tell them why it's very important sis. because your black will crack if it's dry and you too will shit yourself at a kid's state party. Oh. Bye. <laughs>